0: Take five! Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on blog talk radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to herfantasyfootball.com so you can get our newsletter. Also, don't forget to look at our rankings before you set your lineup for week one. Ah, it's now. It's now. It's now. And a friendly reminder make sure to tune into our radio show on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Network from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. So, right before you go to bed, before Sunday starts. We're there to answer your final questions. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at Her Fantasy FB and on Facebook slash Her Fantasy football. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby, and I am here with my lovely sisters and now worst enemies, now that we're in the season, Brandon, Marianne hey. Lee, and Ashley Williams. We just had our family draft on Sunday. It was a good draft. We all stayed pretty sober and yep. then stayed at 4 a.m. drinking and smoking cigars. It was lovely. That's, that's what not.
1: family outings are supposed to be like. So good. It was yeah. so
2: good. I'm a little nervous, though, because according to Yahoo, I won the draft, which of course means I'm not going to win this year now. So mm. that's know, mm-hmm.
1: so I've been doing a SiriusXM fantasy sports radio for Fantasy Alarm a couple times. And I uh, they have this thing called What's in the Box? And uh, have you ever seen <laughs> Seven? Remember Seven? Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. And, uh, no, at the <laughs> end, like, no, with uh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. And at the mm-hmm. end, he opens the box and it's his like, wife's head.
2: Yeah, it's Gwyneth of head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
1: uh, Gwyneth 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 Gwyneth. Gwyneth. yeah. So it's oh, like, what's in that? the box? And, so anyway, <laughs> and it's Wrath, right? And so I talked about how the grades on all these platforms, it's not just Yahoo, are ridiculous. They are stupid. They don't make any sense. I know Courtney wants to back me up because of Kelvin Benjamin. And I'm just telling you, stop the grades. It's lame. Your algorithm sucks. Stop it. All of you. All of you. I
0: reach, It's what I do. That's how you win I want the players I want and that's it. So sorry, I'll take the C. Somebody actually tweeted me today. I sorry I can't remember who it was, but they were like, "Yeah, I know how it is. Rankings are BS. It's fine. The worst ranking you get the better off you are that year and it's true." It's true. It so really sorry true. Ashley, you're going to be have a failure year. I know. I'm not my be team great. though. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, at the top of the show, we're just going to talk real fast because guess what? We only have 15 matchups to go over this week because of the sad hurricane hitting Florida in the mm. next couple of days. They have postponed the Tampa Bay Miami game. So they have moved it to their bye in week 11, which is really unfortunate for both teams seeing how they basically just don't get a bye in 2017
1: now. I think that's horrible. Like, talk about player safety issues.
0: Uh-huh. Well, I'm not even not concerned able. about specialty players. It's like really the linemen that I'm concerned about, right? Because yes. they don't get a break off their knees. They don't get a break from the constant impact. Um, I don't like that. I don't like that. Luckily for Tampa Bay, nobody is injury prone that I can think of.
2: Not Deshaun Jackson.
0: Bay. Well, is he? Yeah, but I yeah, I don't know. He's older. Um, he misses games. Yeah, my has smoking Jay. No way he's making it through. Oh, yeah. To like their fake buy. Yeah, yeah, there's no way now. Jay Jai doesn't have a kneecap. That can't be healthy.
1: Guess I was just setting my lineup, and I realized I have Jay Ajayi in there, and I just got really angry at the same time.
0: Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Well, Ashley's husband drafted both Mike Evans and Lamar. Yeah. Or, uh, and Jay Jai. Jay.
2: So... He just He's came home. To so they, somebody. He came home mad about it. He's like, I knew I was gonna have a problem come week eleven, and now I've got a problem week one. I'm like, it's just taking a loss the first week. He didn't like that response. Mm. But um, but yeah, it's brutal. I mean, I thought they were gonna try to find a venue where they could play because obviously that's the most ideal situation. So I'm assuming they just weren't able to find something in time. I don't They've know. They've done that before. Remember when Minnesota's roof came in? Yeah, yeah
0: right. And they've had plenty of time to think about this because it's not like we didn't know this hurricane was coming to um, Florida. You know, regardless mm. of whether how it hits or where it goes, it doesn't matter. They knew that this was happening, weather was going to be there. You know, so I, I don't know. It, poor planning. Uh, it's really unfortunate. I think it's another way for Roger Goodell to say F you to fantasy sports.
1: And please check your lineups, you guys. We have to sit at the top of the show because everybody's gonna be messed up by this. I just said this, I have tons of lineups with people in it. You have tons of lineups. Go in now, please, check your lineups today because if you have someone playing on Thursday, you gotta get them in now, today.
0: And guess what, if your flyer you picked in the late rounds is going against Seattle or Denver, Guess what? You might have to drop them and pick up somebody that you can actually play in week one to replace the Mike Evans, Jay Jeezai's, Devonte Parker's of the world. You know, so it's it's a real thing. Um, so definitely definitely look at it. Mm. But let's get into uh, the weirdest starter game of the year to start off with, if you ask me, Kansas City and New England, New England Patriots.
2: Boring.
0: Boring. it's boring matchup. It's boring, and it's it's not even like the Chiefs and the Patriots have a rivalry that it's like, ooh, it steams up emotions no. and gets you all pumped for football. So I think we're going to have another year of disappointing Thursday night games just because now we're starting off with the Chiefs and the Patriots. So Brandon, Brandon's out. just as we go through this outline, you're going to notice Brandon talks a lot and then doesn't talk for a while talks a lot, doesn't talk for a while because all of her teams play against each other. It's amazing.
1: random teams like the Colts and the Rams, they never play each other. It's just like, for whatever reason, week one, I have the weirdest matchups ever, and so that's just how the cookie crumbles, you guys, so I apologize. But I will keep this pithy because it's very, very easy for you. First of all, the New England Patriots have a really good defense, and I don't know if you remember this or not, but basically they were in the top ten against pretty much everything, um, except except for um, they were number 10 against quarterbacks, but you wouldn't start Alex Smith anyway. You don't even own Alex Smith. That's ridiculous. So here's my thing about who you're going to start. You're going to start Travis Kelsey because he's the man, and he's at least going to get targeted, and you know that, and that's fine. We have him ranked fourth. Um, He was on the injury report, however, with a calf injury. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs say that he's going to be a okay, so don't worry about that. It's precautionary. Whatever. Uh, As far as the, I guess, sleepers, I don't know if he's really a sleeper, but Kareem Hunt, I'm a a little worried that unfortunately his first game in the nfl is going to be against the new england patriots celebrating the super bowl victory i just want to talk, talk about the worst possible timing ever i still think you probably have to start him although some of you drafted him before you drafted him as a starter and congratulations to you you may not have to start him or he could be your flex. injuries are awful and nobody wants those but when you handcuffed yourself appropriately It worked out for you. It worked out for you for the rest of us who drafted him this weekend as a starter. We forgot (laughs) he played in new England week one. I am one of those people, whatever. It's fine. Um, listen, I I think he'll be fine. He says he's preparing just like he did, uh, at Toledo. (laughs) Which (laughs) I'm like, okay. And he's like, I like it. I like the pressure. It's like Friday night lights. And so did, and Tyreek Hill said the same thing. Now, um, then they, then they see Bill Belichick's face, and then they're like,
0: oh.
2: Yeah, not no. Toledo anymore. Uh-oh.
1: Oh, gosh. You, you guys, okay, so Tyreek Hill just turned 23. He exited college early to enter the NFL after some up-and-down, off-the-field issues. Um but maybe he remembers Friday Night Lights more than I do because he's quite a bit younger. And um, way to go, Tyreek Hill, <laughs> if that makes you feel better. But to be fair, seven of his 12 touchdowns from last season came in prime time. He really does like the Friday Night Light feel. So... Uh, I guess we'll put him in the sleeper category, but you're probably yeah. going to have to start him. Bench, Smith, obviously. Chris Conley, uh, obviously he's not even on your team, but I did want you to know that he is the second wide receiver and has been consistently. That is true. It is not Albert Wilson. It is not Jehu Cheson. It's not anyone else. Um, and uh, Charkandrick West is obviously on there. I did want to tell you that C.J. Spiller was re-signed again and he is even on the active roster as of right now as the fourth running back. So, uh, you know, injuries, they happen they change the world i'm even putting cairo santos on the bench not because he's not a great kicker but because he's dealing with a groin injury and if he's a kicker don't deal with groin injuries Get a different kicker. Like, you can get him back. It's fine. No, no, no. And then you don't start a defense against the Patriots. That's ridiculous. In terms of the Patriots, you want to start everybody. They're at home. They're celebrating the Super Bowl. You obviously want to start Tom Brady. I have him ranked number one. He's number one on all DFS sites. He's number one in life. I mean, it's just sad. You know, I'm (laughs) done resisting. It just is what it is. Tom Brady wins everything. So fine, fine, fine. I will say, though, how... Ever that um, I am worried about Edelman down the stretch being gone because one of the things that people don't talk about is that he and Tom Brady are all about the short passes. Um, And not having that option is weird. Uh, Speaking of uh, sleepers, uh, in a second here, uh, Chris Hogan is the guy that supposedly is going to be getting more touches now that Edelman's out. But Chris Hogan's more of a deep threat guy. They're saying they're going to move him more to the slot. It's very weird. But then there's also rumors they're going to move Brandon Cooks more into the slot. And here's the deal. Brandon Cooks is now an every week starter. He wasn't before Edelman was gone, but now I'm all in. You have Mm -hmm. Cooks. It's every week fine. We don't need to get into that. You should know football by now. And Rob Gronkowski is always an every week starter as long as he's healthy and Tom Brady's on the field. Who cares? Um, I'm not going to buy into Dwayne Allen. And he will randomly get touchdowns, but I can't predict it, nor can anyone else. And I don't think this is the game. Steven Guskowski is a must start. Patriots uh, defense is a must start. We have no idea what that running back situation is. By the way, right now, right as the unofficial depth chart on the Patriots website say that it's James White and Dion Lewis as the starters, not oh. Gillisley or Burkhead, the two people that are actually ranked the highest and that everyone else loves. I actually uh, tweeted out today that I'm sad when I did my research today because I remembered that I'm really sad about Gillisley not being a starter because he's so talented, but he's on the Patriots and now he's just a dart throw and that sucks. They're he's too talented throws. for that. I know, I but it just makes playing. me angry with Gillisley. Lee. I thought he would go somewhere, but that, that he would get that chance, you know, cause he was playing behind LaShawn McCoy. So couldn't he's really get that. So whole good. Thing. Yeah. And I, Oh, the talent is there. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And now he's the Patriots. But the thing is he's been dealing with a hamstring injury and bill Belichick actually said he has to catch up. And I don't but like do you that. you
2: think there's a possibility that they've got Dion Lewis and James white listed as co-starters because James white is truly the one that's going to step in and take some of those short targets that Edelman fulfill- used to fulfill. So
0: James White make is the only one I'm starting. But, well, why one
2: making I would make him the starter. Start.
0: Make Gillisley the starter and then just use James White like a third receiver. I just don't understand. It's Patriots. But you should have a running, running back.
2: Billichek Madness. As your starter. But – what well,
1: they win games. It's fine. But for fantasy <laughs> yeah, purposes, they- it's difficult for us. I, you know, I, and you know what? Someone every week is going to blow up and it's going to be incredibly difficult to predict every week. So I apologize <laughs> upfront and just to let you know, Philip Dorsett is on this team. They think he may be the slot guy uh, because Edelman, they said they're going to restrict to 20 to 25 touches or 20 to 25 snaps. I'm sorry, not even touches. Um, I hate so, this so
2: much. I hate I Philip Dorsett. I
1: don't understand. I'm not starting him this week, but I did want to say his name. He is there. And then um, Malcolm Mitchell, though, oddly enough, on our lads, is las- listed as the number two whiteout behind Cook's and then Hogan's number three. So I actually tweeted at the guy from our lads and he responded. How nice was this? And he was uh. like, yeah, it was so cool. I was like, hey, sorry, I was checking it out because I really trust you guys and I love your site, but like, you have Malcolm Mitchell as number two. Can you explain that? And he's like, listen, every week is going to be different, and I have nothing else to say about that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's true. Everybody's go, been Bella checked. Everybody. Yeah, I'm done. All right, fantasy football fans, listen up. If you love fantasy football, then you need to try my new favorite app, Draft. It's weekly fantasy football, but not like the other guys on draft. You play real live snake drafts with other people, just like in your season long leagues. Here's how it works. It's a draft that lasts for just one week and there's no management. Just set it and forget it. Once you've done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Thank God. Draft even takes care of last minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple minutes so you can join one right now. And the best part play for Cold, hard cash. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. No salary caps. Play in a real-life snake draft, just like you play with your friends in the season-long league. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join the game in minutes, or play right from your computer on playdraft.com, whatever you want. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use this show's promo code HFF. That's right. Play for real money game for free just for using the Her Fantasy Football promo code HFF on your first deposit on draft. So just search draft in the App Store or go to PlayDraft.com and come play free with promo code HFF. All Ooh. right, let's move on to Sundays. And wait for the first Zone. Sunday. Red, Red Zone. Zone, come did back you, to me. Did you call to make sure you subscribe to Red Zone? Because I'm waiting the last minute just to keep my husband on his tippy toes. Because that's what I get my sick enjoyment from. Just kidding. <laughs> I forgot. I have to do it tomorrow. Uh, but he just reminds me. He's very good at reminding me. Well, this, the New York Jets, the Buffalo Bills, I think maybe. Game of the week. Oh yeah, it is. Game of the week. It Jets is. and the Bills. Gonna be bad. Man, it's so good. All right, Bilal Powell. We have ranked twentieth. If you drafted Powell, then you are playing him this week against the Bills, that are almost as bad as the Jets. The Bills give up the fifth most fantasy points to running backs last season. And they lost players, so it's only going to be better. Um, Powell will have to share, though, because despite the Jets' best efforts, they still have the best player on their team, Matt Forte. So he's going to have to share some time. Uh, The good news is that Forte can run while Powell can catch. And since they're the only ones on the team, that's okay for both of them, I think, this week against the Bills. Um, Forte is still on the injury report. So he's no more than a flex to me this week um, as the Jets continue to try to find him a new team. So
1: Mm. sad Mm,
0: is right. Mm. Robbie Anderson, I am guessing he won't be getting out of coverage on Sunday. We do have him ranked the highest. I don't think I'm playing him. Whereas Jermaine Kirsch slash... Jeremy Curley because I'm pretty sure this is the same player on the same on the team but I don't know <laughs> they have different numbers but I think they're the same they're both jets now so interesting they're both learning the playbook still um but Curley will fill in for that slot receiver which you know they're going to need to throw short passes because they have Josh McCowan as their quarterback who you're not starting um so yeah if you own like Mike Evans and Devontae Parker and you need somebody on the waiver wire in a deep league. I guess I go curly out of these guys, but you're really, really stretching, really stretching. No one is starting Josh McCowan. Of course, yes, I am starting him in my two quarterback league. I will keep oh, you updated no. on that league. No, um, no, don't worry. I've Definitely. got Hickenberger heck, on my ah. on my bench. Because <laughs> why wouldn't you? Why stop at one Jets quarterback when you can have both? Um, And the Jets' defense, obviously, on your bench, along with whatever tight end they decide um, is playing for them that week, which we do not have ranked. So I figured I would not give him a name until then. Ashley, the Bills.
2: So everybody has a really easy matchup this week from the Bills because – they playing the Jets, so <laughs> that's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. The Sean McCoy uh, is my only obvious starter here. Now, some people have been concerned about the workload that McCoy's going to get, thinking it's going to be drastically less than last year. Um, I don't think so. When Sean McDermott was asked, he said that, quote, "We will uh, whatever it takes to win in regards to how much they will feed the ball, and he goes, if he has to play every snap and he feels good, that's what we'll do. So I'm not concerned at all, about I think he's going to have an immense workload against the terrible, terrible Jets, so he should have a very good week. Uh, in quick news, Jonathan Williams was released, uh, mm-hmm. which means Mike Tolbert will more than likely be their second uh, running back. But just a little heads up, because that was a pretty big name that got released, already picked up. But uh, again, you should feel very good about LaShawn McCoy. Charles Clay I've got as a sleeper. It's hard for me to tell you to play Charles Clay, because more than likely you did not draft Charles Clay. He was not even remotely within ADP worthy of you having drafted him. <clears throat> but for the past two seasons, when Clay has been active and playing, he's been on the field for 88% of the Bills' snaps, and that, and he got about, about 21% of the total targets. And if you were looking at preseason this year, this it looks as if he's going to get more than 21% of the total targets. So I'm starting you, him this week. If you've got a situation where you had a tight end that was on – you know, the, my dolphins or would be of OJ Howard or camp rate, then go get Charles Clay. He's a potentially good option. I'm playing well, him
0: in that, in that flex spot, the super flex spot, not the super flex spot, yeah, but the flex because he's,
2: he's more because than likely out there in a right PPR league he's because he's
0: going to get catches. I don't care how many yards he gets, but he's going to get catches that counts.
1: Oh. And that's why we had the bills on our Sirius XM show that you guys all need to tune into Mm -hmm. because it was such a crazy preseason, but Charles clay was the number
2: one target over and over again. It didn't even matter who the quarterback was. And he's out there for the taking again. Like we said, ADP wise, he's not someone that you would have drafted. So if you are in a pinch because you have a player that's not playing in week one, which is craziness, Charles clay is a viable option for you to go out and get Tyrod Taylor. He did clear concussion protocol. He will be the week one starter according, according to coach. Um, but again, the coach and off entire organization have not shown a whole lot of confidence in him. So you're not really playing him. I'm not sure you're really going to play him much this season. I guess keep an eye on him, but definitely don't go out there week one and play him. It's just he hasn't, you know, with a concussion, he has been able to practice with some of his players, including, you know, Jordan Matthews, who's been, not really been in practice. You know, he's practicing in full for the first time this week. He is expected to play. But again, he hasn't gotten a whole a lot of reps that create that chemistry with Taylor. So I don't really love him. Zay Jones would be the preferred play if you need somebody. But again, overall I think you can find better options in this team.
0: Boom. All
2: right. Philadelphia Eagles of the Washington Redskins. So my must-start is Alshon Jeffrey, and I don't feel good about it because to me, Alshon Jeffrey isn't someone I never draft but if you drafted Alshon Jeffrey you got to play him I think probably a lot of us are going to say this on this show all those top guys that you drafted this is not the week to sit there and get cute they're healthy right oh, now damn. you're playing your studs you are playing the guys that you drafted in those first seven eight rounds you're playing them regardless of matchup especially we got two teams that are out on bye. you're playing those guys so Alshon Jeffrey What I will say, as after I just said all this, is he's got Josh Norman he's playing against this week, and it already is being said that he's going to be covering him tight. That's more of a concern for me with Carson Wentz than it is for Alshon Jeffrey, because Alshon Jeffrey, while injury-prone and has a hard time staying on the field, when he is on the field and he's healthy, and allegedly right now he's going in healthy, he's an incredibly great player. So right now you got a healthy Alshon Jeffrey, but he starts off against Norman, one of the best corners in the league. So I don't love that. But for that reason, I do think Zach Ertz might actually be the most targeted player this week and could have a really great game. Uh, I think he's going to have more targets, especially for the fact that Jordan Matthews is no longer with this team, and Jordan Matthews and Carson Wentz were very close, um, and he felt very comfortable with him. So Zach Ertz is kind of that next guy stepping in in terms of who he feels comfortable with because of the chemistry of already playing on this team. Um, So I think that he could have a good game, especially for the fact that he's not going to be shadowed by Norman at all. So... He's someone that you could definitely play. Uh, Bench, I'm benching all these running backs. Garrett Blunt, this is, again, kind of like we said um, with the Patriots, that we don't really quite know what's going on. Preseason really hasn't told us anything. Technically, Garrett Blunt is the starter on this team if you look at the depth chart. Um, But then Coach Doug Pedersen said that it's really going to be up to the game plan in terms of... Uh, which back gets the most carries. So he really hasn't fully committed, despite the fact that Garrett Blunt is technically the starter, to him being the one that gets the bulk of the carries. Wendell Smallwood, if you're looking at preseason, seemed as if he outplayed him. But again, it's preseason, so I don't know how much stock we put into that. So if you can avoid these two running backs, I would. Darren Sproles, you can feel fine with, because his role in this team really hasn't changed. He's never going to be that feature back. He's going to always be that pass-catching back, and I don't see that changing. So... You could play him, but I don't think you really drafted Darren Sproles in week one to be your flex player. You probably have other options that you're going to put in your flex, but just someone that you should monitor.
0: Someone you should keep an eye keep out Yeah, they're
2: doing. Yeah.
0: All right, the Washington Redskins. Basically, if you drafted them, you're starting them this week, you guys. Uh, Jordan Reed is listed as questionable, but get used to that. If he's playing, you're playing him. That's part of the risk. Um, You know, the Philadelphia Eagles, I love uh, their defense because of special teams, but they're not necessarily great when it comes to matchups. So you're okay. You can play your Kirk cousin. We have him ranked number 10. Uh, Terrell Pryor, we have him ranked nine. Shortly below him is Jamison Crowder because it's a great matchup, and I think that they're both going to – get wonderful, uh, points. So I'm not concerned there. Um, let's see our Dustin Hopkins. We have him make number 11th. He's the kicker. So you can start him. Uh, my sleepers, Rob Kelly. Listen, this is going to be very crowded backfield. I'm not exactly sure how it's all going to plan pan out. They have Chris Thompson over Samaj P Ryan. Right? There
1: it is. Samaj P.
0: Samaj P. Ryan. Um, I shot. like Rob Kelly. You heard it.
1: Yep. Okay.
0: Okay. And you know what? I, I am down at Brandon. I hope that it's true and everybody who dropped it, Rob Kelly, is not sad about what happens to him. Um, but I don't know. I think it's going to be a little bit more of a running back by committee. He's ranked number 26. So to me that in our rankings that puts him in as a flex and right. I'm okay with a flex. So that's totally fine. Um, and the, I have the I I don't think he's
1: Jordan Howard. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I know I want to make sure I, I'm just, okay. I like, mm-hmm. I like him cause he was so cheap. Like, I don't even care if he's not that good. You didn't have to take him that good. He's perfect for a flex. He is a great flex, flex option. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, All right. We would like to take a moment to thank another awesome sponsor, pristineauction.com. That is P R I S T I N E auction.com. Pristine auction is the perfect place to find that perfect piece of sports memorabilia for your man or woman cave. They always have a daily auction ending nightly, always something perfect for a fan of any team. Listen, these are authentic items. Authenticity. Oh, I can never say that. Authentic Sick. authenticity. No. Authenticity is everything. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. Welcome. Uh they get their items from trusted sources, and it's probably more affordable than you think. You can pay up um, for anything like they have a Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, and Michael Irving signed Cowboys full-size helmet, uh, with three Super Bowl inscriptions. So and and Aiken, Irvin, and Smith holograms. That's pretty awesome. So, one
2: hundred
0: and sixty dollars for that bad boy. Or you can get a that, or you can get a Chris Hogan signed Patriots logo football for a dollar. Hey yo, put that bid in right now. To put it in, bid. Put it in, bid
1: it. I'd pay up even up to like you know. I paid yeah twenty five.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if I go that far in week one, but we'll see. I like it. So this is why <laughs> yeah. you auction. You get it now. I would win and that you'll have football. to pay eighty-five dollars come week seven. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Yeah. That's so right, go check it out now. Pristineauction.com. Quick, free to register, free to bid, lots of great items. Again, that is pristineauction.com. And let's move on to our pristine matchup here with the Oakland Raiders and the Tennessee Titans. Mm. All right. Derek Carr, we have him ranked number eight. That means he's a must start. Sign him up. Amari Cooper, we have number six, Mm -hmm. but he was limited in practice this Wednesday. Um, He is day-to-day, so you're going to have to keep an ear out for his status getting closer to Sunday. Um, He should be good to go, but I'm just warning you. Uh, But Michael Crabtree, he's up there too. Tennessee gives – Gave up the second-most fantasy points to wide receivers last year, and they didn't spend much time or money on their defense, so you should be good to go. Marshawn Lynch. Surprisingly, Tennessee gives up the second-fewest fantasy points to running backs, Uh, so that doesn't necessarily bode well for the old man, but this is his first game back in almost two years. He's ready to go. He's got a ball. number 17. Yeah, as long as he's alive on the field, I think you start the man. Uh, you're going to start Janikowski. Your DeAndre Washington is the next running back up. So I'm not saying start him or flex him or anything, but just keep an eye on him. There's a few other running backs. And as we said, it's week one. So don't pick anybody up yet per se, if you don't already own them, because it might be somebody different next week. Bench, the Raiders defense and Jared Cook. Is the uh, tight end for them. We have him ranked number 22nd, which means you are not starting him. As far as the Tennessee Titans, uh, basically, if you draft him, you start him. It's kind of the same thing. DeMarco Murray, hello. Uh, the Raiders gave up, gave up the ninth most fantasy points to the running backs. and doesn't matter. It's Murray. You're going to start him. Delaney Walker, no respect in drafting world, but we got him ranked number five this week. So you're starting him. Marcus Mariota, number seven, especially with no Jameis Winston. I know there's a lot of people really were really, really looking forward to playing Jay Cutler in week one. Can't do it. <laughs> so uh make sure Marcus Mariota's in your lineup against the Raiders and Richard Matthews. I love him. He's your perfect wide receiver three that might end up giving you wide receiver two fantasy points all season long if Eric Decker becomes a bust. But he might not. He might not. But I think that he probably will, especially since this new reality TV show is starting up soon. It's never healthy for anybody's uh you know, sports career. So Tevin Coleman is at 25. He's that flex guy. We're gonna see how this chemistry works out with Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman now without Shanahan. Uh Coleman was a Shanahan guy. So I'm interested to see how much he's a part of the game. But I think he will be a quite a bit of uh part of the oh, I don't know why I'm talking about Tevin Coleman. Yeah. I don't know what I was I I have him instead of Derrick Henry. Same Derek difference. Henry. Same difference, right? You know what? Same One, player.
1: I actually just tweeted about this. 90% of my questions today were about Derrick Henry. Should they start Derrick Henry over who, someone or someone or someone? And I was like, did DeMarco? <laughs> DeMar- so I responded with like, did DeMarco, DeMarco Murray die? die? Like, <laughs> what happened? Why are 90%? I'm not kidding you. Because 90% was- of my questions were about Derrick Henry. De- and I'm like, oh my God, people drafted him as a as a flex. What? And, and they, they didn't realize it until they started setting their lineup, and they're like, oh, crap. I he have to flex. start a backup.
0: You know what, though? It might it might be okay against the Raiders this week. True. It might be okay. okay. He might be a bit of a, it's a sleeper, but it might be okay. I don't know why I Tevin Coleman. I just got excited. I have Tevin Coleman, and I am using him as my flex. But week.
2: here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> but You could put Richard Matthews in your flex over Derek Henry.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. And yeah, it's a much oh, better flex. Sure. Than much than better better. Than but Saturday. if you have like, don't. If you Yeah, but if you're using Richard Matthews or you don't you're not that much invested into the Tennessee Titans, right? And you need um a flex in a big league. There's plenty of guys that have plenty of rosters, you know, that there's like, I don't know one of our leagues, we have one running back, but then we have four flexes. And three wide receivers. So you're not – you can't use all your wide receivers for all those flexes. So, you you know, you might have to use it. Derek Carr it sometimes isn't the worst option, especially when there's a lot of teams in the NFL with such a running back by committee. Derek Henry. That we, Derek Henry, sorry. That we don't know how they're going to split the carries like Washington, let's say. You know? Or – or, you know, you have a Matt Forte even. It's like, well, Matt Forte should get plenty of the carries, and he I would play him over uh, Derrick Henry, but you never know. So it's week one. It's a good matchup is all I'm saying. Um, and I, I have Tennessee Titans defense on the bench. Mar-mar. All right. The Pittsburgh Steelers, the Cleveland Browns.
1: Oh, my, my. Is this just riveting or what? You guys, again, it's a Brandon duo here because that is our life. But at least these guys are in the same division. All right. So the over under for this game is a 47, which is pretty high. Pittsburgh has a 27.5 implied total, which means that Vegas, the, the algorithms and all these people think that they're going to be the second highest scoring team in football. And that's why people look at the Vegas over under numbers. And you can do this for regular fantasy, daily fantasy, whatever it is. It's actually kind of cool. So um, they are tied with Atlanta for the second highest behind the Patriots. So um, you want to own a lot of, Pittsburgh Steelers. And you'd say, well, yeah, of course, because they're playing the Browns, and you're welcome. I just broke it down for you number wise. Uh, <laughs> all right. So Cleveland gave up, if you can believe this, last season, of course, this is not this season, and they have made some improvements. The absolute most fantasy points to quarterbacks, second most to running backs, 10th most to wide receivers, absolute most to tight ends, tied for 10th fewest kickers. And um third most to defense. All I'm gonna say is they're not gonna go from worst to first. That doesn't happen very often in the National Football League. So we can assume that they're at best gonna be mediocre. And they're playing against the Steelers. So it's just gonna be sad. And again, Deshaun Kaiser is going to have a rookie premiere against a really good team, and that's sad, like Kareem Hunt that I talked about earlier. So, listen, I, as far as who you're going to start, uh, you know, from the Steelers, it's everybody. I mean, I don't want to be rude, but there you go. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, I know he's on the road, which would be the only hesitation here, but it is the Browns, so I ho- I'm hope i hoping that he can come through. And let me tell you, if you're one of the people that believed in Martavis Bryant and took him in the fourth round, and Ben Roethlisberger can't kill it in Cleveland week one, you should start sure. freaking out now. You should like just throw yourself on a spear—not a real spear, but like a sad one, like at a park. Anyway, <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> it's like, what sad spears do you see at parks?
2: I don't know, oh, like in an amusement friend. park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. We want children around sad spears.
0: No. I always say go kids, go play with the spears. Not no, not the happy ones. The sad the ones. Sad
2: ones. <laughs> sad
1: this person them. lives in New York without children. I'm anyway. <laughs> Sad little story here. (laughs) Now, here's the only problem, though. If this game gets out of hand, they could stop throwing the ball as much. So that is a possibility. Also, they could pull Le'Veon Bell a little bit earlier. We have him ranked number one. He should be number one. He should be the best. Uh, he usually kills Cleveland, so he should feast before he gets pulled. But because he sat out all the preseason, if they're winning by a lot, there is a possibility that they get some James Conner in there. Uh, I wouldn't start James Conner, but I just want to put that out there. Don't freak out if they do that. It's probably smart football, but you know, I just want to brace yeah. for it. Uh, Antonio Brown, never sit Antonio Brown if Ben Roethlisberger is healthy ever, ever in your life. Just stop doing it. Uh, however, when he's not healthy, it is sad. We've all been there. Am I right, Courtney? I think Courtney Mm -hmm. had Antonio Brown when Jarvis Landry was doing a lot of work. It was not good. Uh, Martavis Bryant, again, man. If you believe in Martavis Bryant, I hope you believed in Ben Roethlisberger. They are connected. Good luck to you. I like Martavis Bryant. I didn't take him in the fourth. But you know what? He did fall to me in the eighth a couple times um, because I think a lot of people were starting to feel like I was where it was like. Hold on, we haven't seen him play football in a long time. I did take him there, so it's not like I'm against Martavis Bryant, and I think this year, you or this game, you have to play him. He's playing against Cleveland, but, you know, let's just be real. They're question marks. Steelers defense, obviously, against a rookie quarterback. Hello. Uh, sleepers, no real sleepers, but on the bench. I'm not playing Vance McDonald or Jesse James. I think we'll learn about who's going to be doing what this week, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be Vance McDonald moving forward. Or Chris Boswell, frankly. Uh, He has a very high floor because I do think they're going to score points. They're not going to get shut out in Cleveland. I think we can firmly say that. Um, But I don't think they're going to ask him to kick long field goals or anything in Cleveland. I think this is going to be a very pedestrian game for him. As far as the Cleveland Browns are concerned, the Pittsburgh Steelers were actually uh, pretty good against running backs. Uh, or I'm sorry, pretty good against wide receivers and kickers and defenses and quarterbacks. But actually, they gave up a lot of points to running backs, which is good, because the main thing the Cleveland Browns improved on is their offensive line. So hello, Isaiah Crowell owners. Yep. Your week one should be okay. Uh, so that's the good news. Uh, and as far as the sleepers are concerned, maybe Duke Johnson. He's the other running back there. He has been catching passes out of the backfield. Possibly that's something that they're going to do, again, that is the Pittsburgh Steelers' weakness, so the running backs are the people that you want to focus on. I am still uh, starting Corey Coleman in flex positions. I don't want him as my wide receiver two or even three, really. Uh, But if you have a flex, I'm okay with that. That's why you started him. He just needs one touchdown from Deshaun Kaiser, and he'll be fine for where you drafted him. That's the good news. You didn't draft him early, so you're fine. Um, But, man, uh, this is not the right – matchup for either of them uh Deshaun Kaiser or Corey Coleman but hey you know what it is what it is and on the same note same thing with Kenny Britsk it's not a great uh matchup for him I'm not into Sammy Coates uh Cason Williams was the MVP of the preseason for the Seattle Seahawks I want you to remember his name but don't start him this week but if he pops I think he's a waiver wire this week you guys and I just want you to have your um antennas out And uh, the bench is everybody else because they have a rookie quarterback, you guys. Courtney didn't even rank their defense. Um, She only – or no, Courtney did rank them. She ranked them 29 out of 30 because there are only 30 teams playing. So I thought that was generous. Ashley didn't rank their kicker. That's what I was going to say. She was like, nope, I'm not even going to do it. So uh, there you go. Uh, And don't do David Njoku week one, you guys. we got to see more.
0: All right. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Houston Texans.
2: Well, this one should be really quick. Um, (laughs) Allen Robinson, (laughs) not a great matchup. Fifth hardest, uh, according to them last year, who they played, but, you drafted him, so you got, you're got you going to have to play him, let's be honest. Leonard Fournette is another dicey situation, but again, you drafted him high, so you were playing him. He should be playing week one. He missed the majority of preseason due to kind of a lingering foot injury. He did have an ankle injury in college, so I'm a little bit concerned about that in terms of what this is going to mean for us long term going forward. But in theory, he should play week one, and I think he's going to see a lot of the load T.J. Yeldon is out with a hamstring issue, which really just leaves Chris Ivory to potentially vulture some touches, depending on how Fournette's doing, how he's feeling. But for the most part, this really should be the Fournette show. So I don't think you need to be too worried, despite some of the committee talk that we had preseason. I think, again, uh, it it will all pan out to be Fournette. Potential sleepers, Marquis Lee potentially, but again, it is a hard matchup. It was, according to how the defenses ended up last year, the fifth hardest matchup for wide receivers. So I'm not sure this is the week that I would try it out. I think there's other sleepers on far better teams that you have a better shot with than Marquis Lee. Maybe you guys feel differently. Um, And then Mercedes Lewis, tight end, third hardest matchup for him not going there. And Blake Bortles, you are certainly not playing. He did practice in full this week, which should be good news for you for Allen Robinson, because when it comes to Blake Bortles, all you care about is that it, how that will benefit Allen Robinson at this current point in time. He's under a great amount of pressure to play well or potentially still lose the job. He is the starter as of right now, but again, that could change at any moment. So really, you're just playing Fournette and Robinson, and that is it on this team. All right. And that brings me
0: perfectly to the Houston Texans. Uh, must start the Houston's defense. We have him ranked number one. Why? Blake Bortles. Yum. It's going to be delicious. It's going to be like, watch. He gets interceptions. no interceptions. I would die if, if he gets no interceptions in Houston's defense. I don't think that's physically possible. possible. No, it's not possible. It's not possible, Ashley. Don't even throw that out into the atmosphere. Poor defense. He and Philip Rivers. Texas. Man, beautiful. beautiful it. it's beautiful give it give it give it all right uh lamar miller we have him ranked number 11th and you know what miller won't be have to share the ball at much at all this week so this should be one of his best weeks because both alfred blue is doubtful with a high ankle sprain that's never good and nope. D- um dante foreman is healing from a groin injury um so it should be a great day for miller. DeAndre Hopkins, we have him ranked number 21. The Jag's pass defense is actually pretty good and their defense is improved and they have been spending money over the last few years to improve that defense. So even just looking off of last year it's not really going to give you a, um a just, you know, a good feeling about what they're going to be able to do this year. Although I will say that they were the most overrated defense going into 2016. So there's that too. Uh, but good thing for Hopkins, both Will Fuller and Jalen Strawn are out. Hopkins is dealing with a hand injury, but he says he is a thousand percent. So that's great. Um, Hop- Hopkins has a lot of work to do to make up for last season. So hopefully Savage is everything that he wanted for Christmas. Cause that's what he's got. Sleepers, CJ Fedorowicz. We have him ranked number 17. I still think he's, a sleeper of such. Um, He has been cleared from concussion protocol, so you don't need to worry about that. And with no other receivers other than Hopkins on the field and an injured Braxton Miller, Fedorowicz should see lots of targets. So I like his upside this week. Obviously, Tom Savage is on the bench. Arizona Cardinals, the Detroit Lions.
2: This one might be even shorter than the Jags for the opposite reason. David Johnson is a must play every single week, period. End of discussion, yeah. minus injury, or bye week. And I'm going to say the exact same thing for Larry Fitzgerald. Yes, he has a really easy matchup this week, but again, I don't care. You are playing Larry Fitzgerald every single week because he is a top 20 wide receiver, always has been, always will be while he is playing until he has proven to us that he is dead. So again, Larry Fitzgerald is an absolute must-start. So this brings us to the Browns, because those are the only other potential people that you possibly the draft. The Browns, on not the
0: Cleveland the Browns, Browns, the Arizona
2: Browns. The Browns, so the John Brown and Jerron Brown. Very confusing. Okay. So John Brown is technically listed behind Jerron Brown on the depth chart this week. Now, John Brown, I believe, is the better player. But he's had a lot of health issues. Um, He's he's had a quad injury that's had him be pretty limited this preseason. Uh, But then he had a pretty good fourth season game, uh, preseason game. So that kind of brought him back on the radar. But again, at the same time, Jerome Brown is listed ahead of him. If you're looking for upside, John Brown in 2015 had over 1,000 yards, seven touchdowns. The upside is huge for John Brown. But again, it's just whether he's going to be on the field. But when it really comes to – you know, the Cardinals, Bruce Arians, just he rotates in whoever is opposite Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald is the constant. And then the rest is either, okay, is it JJ Nelson? Is it John Brown? Is it Jerome Brown? You don't know. So again, to me, I think it's too early to play either one of them because it's kind of that you're not quite sure what's going to happen. You're really just playing David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald. That's it
0: nice Uh, for the lions golden tate we haven't ranked 26 so this is a surprisingly nice matchup for the lions wide receivers it all just depends on who will line up against patrick peterson that's that's the key my friends i think tate will find a way to get you fantasy points but we haven't ranked where he should be so if you have a two wide receiver league then he is a flex right at the 26 mark so uh no more than that. If you have a three wide receiver um league, then you're putting him in as your third wide receiver. As for uh oh and Matt Prater, you're starting Matt Prater because he's a good time. Sleepers, Um, Amir Abdullah, there is a little bit of confusion going on in the Lions' backfield. I am not sure which running back will end up on top. The Lions like to pass the ball a lot. They're a heavy passing team. So therefore, you think that doesn't leave much room for Abdullah to be able to overcome the play calling. And this is a tough rush defense that they're going up against with the Arizona Cardinals. So you're almost thinking that Theoretic might have to see the upside in, at least in this week, um, Eric Ebron, we have him ranked number eleventh. I completely disagree with that, but I'm sure he'll be fine. Uh, he has been dealing with a hamstring injury. He is listed; um, he isn't listed on the injury report. But those soft tissue issues, and with Ebron's injury history in general, it just does not bode well for me. Last year, Arizona gave up the absolute fewest fantasy points to tight ends. I think if you drafted Eric Ebron, I think you should wait to play him. I do not think I would play him this week. Marvin Jones, we have ranked number 48. He's really right there. I don't know. He might get overshadowed by Kenny Galladay, who's listed as questionable with an ankle injury and was limited for Wednesday's practice. So keep an eye out for him. He's one of my favorite sleepers this year, though, in general. Um, so he may move past Marvin Jones in that wide receiver two spot, at least in fantasy points, which that's all we care about. You know, not depth trust, yep. not necessarily everything. Matthew Stafford, number 16, just in case you were under a rock, Stafford just signed a five-year extension for $92 million guaranteed with a $50 million signing bonus. Get yours. He's the smartest man in the NFL.
1: And on the bench, the Detroit defense. All right, we got the Atlanta Falcons, the Chicago Bears. Yeah, this is another high over under game. It's looking to be high scoring. So you want to have pieces of these high scoring games because high scoring games mean high scoring fantasy options. So yay, we're all in. Now, I think that the people that were talking down the Atlanta Falcons offense are. Have- little bit overblown things. I know they lost, lost Kyle Shanahan, but they've kept a lot of the things the same. Uh, and then the little tweaks that they've made, I think actually improve for fantasy owners in general. So I'm a believer in the Falcons and their offense period. Um, but just to let you know, no one's on the injury report. So that's always a good thing. Julio Jones is always a stud. Uh, unless he bombs but normally when he bombs by the way it's when he's on the injury report so as i said no one's there feel free to start julio jones i'm starting matt ryan matt ryan is someone who's always consistent has one of the highest floors in football Devonte freeman is obviously a stud the only running back to have over a thousand rushing yards in 2015 and 2016 back to back Go to Fonte Freeman. Fonte, 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 Fonte. And double-digit touchdowns. Ah, 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 ah. Even with a touchdown vulture. Ah, 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 ah. Anyway, that got weird. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Like, felt
0: right to me. I
1: felt right <laughs> like she me. was
2: going to start her Ertz club thing. Ertz, 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 Ertz,
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> silence. Uh you guys uh, listeners, to a, oh. a Sex XM show, I try to make this joke, and then my sisters gave me nothing back. Nothing. Yeah. It's like a rave. Anyway, uh always Matt Bryant. Uh, I think Met Bryant should be the number one kicker. Or, yeah, that's right. I said it. I said it. Uh he's kicking close. in a dome, and uh he's amazing, and he's on a high-powered offense. Uh my only problem with Justin I Tucker, guess... he's amazing, but the Falcon or the the Baltimore Ravens are not. and, and there's a possibility they don't get down there
2: enough for him to be amazing, which is sad. <laughs> The reason I didn't put Bryant higher is I think this is going to be, as you said, such a high scoring game that he's really going to just be kicking extra points. I'm not sure he's going to have as many field, like legit field goal opportunities. That's all good. It's all good.
1: Either way, we're, 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 we're now talking minutiae. He's a baller. Uh, he <laughs> sleepers, Muhammad Sanu, I just want to let you know that he is officially and has been, as I've said over and over, the number two wide receiver mm. all preseason and into life. I know Taylor Gabriel had the big flashy plays, and people know his name, but he's going to be more on special teams, you guys. Um, it is Mohamed Sanu if you're looking for the random flyer. I still don't think that I would play him because this isn't a great mass- matchup, but it's not a terrible matchup. Chicago, better than you thought on defense, everybody better than you thought. Um, Austin Hooper got a lot of buzz in the offseason. season. Uh, difficult matchup though with this team. Uh, may not be heavily involved in this particular outing, but don't drop him if that's the case. Tevin Coleman, this is very interesting. We were talking about Derrick Henry earlier. I'm not quite sure what's going on with Tevin Coleman. I do want to say on the initial unofficial depth chart, he is listed as the number two, not the co-starter, which is a change if you remember from the years past. Um, yep. I do, I think without Kyle Shanahan there to force the hand to get him in, I'm not quite sure how involved he'll be. I think he's the perfect ha- high-end handcuff at the bare minimum. Um, but I am a little bit worried about his workload moving forward, so this will be very interesting. No one's on the bench because it's Atlanta. Uh, Chicago Bears. Uh, Atlanta gave up a ton of points to people. But the problem is they have Mike Glennon. So this is going to be rough. Jordan Howard's a <laughs> baller, everybody. Stop it, stop it. Is stop it. He had over 99 oh, total yeah. yards. I need ho- to stop
2: you real quick. Did you see John Fox came out and said Mitch Trubisky is the number two quarterback because he earned it? <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: like, uh, oh I love John Fox. He's so conservative. It's what no? He maybe no.
2: earned the starting role, but you know what? You earned second, buddy. Good for you, Mitch. You earned the backup. Mitchell Trubisky is the
1: best rookie quarterback in this class, and he is not going to start on week one. And that's a travesty.
2: Uh, It it cracked me up when I saw it.
1: I like Deshaun Kaiser, don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying Mitchell Trubisky is the most prepared for the NFL out of everybody, and he's not going to start. And that's bizarre. But anyway, it's fine. It's going to be Mike Glennon. You do you. But I will say that Jordan Howard, there've been a lot of talk about him being a possible disaster or what have you. I just think that's incredibly overblown over 99 or more yards in every single one of his last nine games last season. He was also the third best pass blocker in the National Football League, according to Pro Football Focus. I, I don't know what else this guy needs to do to get respect, but obviously... I don't know. Um, sleepers, I guess the wide receiver. Someone has to come forward. We're going to learn a lot. I don't know what else to say. I'm leaning towards Kendall Wright because he's more of a check down guy from Mike yep. Lennon. Me too. I just think Glennon isn't the deep threat guy for Kevin White. But at the same time, I'm not quite sure Kevin White's the deep threat guy anymore either because of all his injuries. So I'm not quite sure. No one can tell you definitively, and certainly the preseason didn't tell as much. I will say that Marcus Wheaton, though, is doubtful, with a bro- still recovering from a broken finger, so don't deal with him. Zach Miller, I think, is a sneaky, possible check-down guy as well. And on the bench, though, I want you to remember the name. I'm going to say this a couple times in the show, Tariq Cohen. He is the handcuff for Jordan Howard, if you have him. Um, but also he's a pass-catching specialist that I think we're going to um, pay attention to. And then everyone else, I do like Chicago's defense in better matchups, Though interestingly, I, I think we need to watch them moving forward, but not against Atlanta. Mm-mm,
2: mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right, the Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals. So, kind of like you said with the wide receivers, Brandon, in terms of we're going to learn a lot, we're going to learn a lot about this entire Ravens team because we learned nothing in preseason mm. about this team like, literally nothing. I'm sitting there thinking, like, what who even played in preseason. That is someone that you wouldn't even remotely drafted. Other than Justin Tucker, I really don't have much to tell you. So my only start is Justin Tucker on this team. My only start. And one of the reasons I love Justin Tucker is even in the preseason is he's running up to a coach being like, let me kick it. It's like a 75-yard field goal, and he's legitimately trying to fight to kick the 75-yarder. Yes, it is preseason. But the reality is he can kick it. He kicks over 70-yard field goals in practice. He's done them in warm-ups during games. This guy can kick... Over 70 yards and not an altitude, let me point out as well. So I love his potential for those really long kicks and he's incredibly accurate. So he's my only starter. Now, everyone else, again, we've barely seen anything from them all preseason long because they've been injured. Danny Woodhead, hamstring injury, Flacco, disc issue in his back, Macklin, hand issue, Rashard Perriman, hamstring injury, and just an injury in his life altogether for the entire NFL career. We basically have never seen. Our big joke is always like, where's Perriman? Where is he? Because Mm -hmm. you never see the guy. He missed almost he missed the entire preseason. So again, dicey. So the only two that I would even remotely consider right now would flex only is Danny Woodhead and Terrence West. Um I'd roll the dice on either one of them in a flex. That's what the flex roll is for because there's potential upside there. Terrence West is someone that you got so low, you got him basically as a flex position. Play him then. Don't be nervous. He's a starting running back in this league. We've got a lot of unknowns we've already talked about in the running back position that are by committees. Go for a guy that you feel you know is at least a starter. Danny Woodhead is not taking that that ground and pound role from him, he's a completely different player. He's got a completely different game script that they work around Danny Woodhead. They will target Danny Woodhead a lot. The question for me has really just been him and Flacco haven't really had an opportunity to really fully work together yet, but. I think it will be good at the end of the season. So to me, those are the only guys you could possibly flex. And just quick news, Jeremy Langford and Alex Collins were signed to the practice squad, which I find very interesting on this team. So, Mm -hmm. again, guys that you can put in your little little bonnet to think about come waiver wires, and if they get brought up, they've both been – well, not Alex Collins, but Jeremy Langford has shown at least success in this league. So it's an interesting mix because I'm not sure this team is fully committed to Terrence West when all is said and done. But for right now, if you drafted him, you got to play him now. Put it in your bonnet.
0: Yep. Put it in your bonnet. Um, All right. The Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, AJ Green, delicious matchup, yummy receiver. You're starting him. Tyler Eifert, this isn't the best matchup for him, but I think he's still going to be a top 10 tight end this week. So Eifert, is a guy you're going to play. He hasn't been the healthiest player in the NFL, so it's really important that he performs as long as he plays. He had 18 touchdowns in his last 21 games. He uh, I so love Eifer. I that love that It's just the best and so once he's in, you're having him. Mm-hmm. Um Jeremy Hill, we have him ranked n- number 32, Joe Mixon 38, Giovanni Bernard 48. I see a nice timeshare between these three guys against a tough defense. So I personally am not starting any of these guys, not yet at least. I have to see how this cookie crumbles. I think that this isn't going to be a running back by committee for long, but for now it's really messy. You risked it, drafting Joe Mixon that high. Those Jeremy Hill owners out there, good for you. You can play a maybe this week, but it's going to be, it's going to be you don't think he's
2: a great option to go grab if you had, say, Jay Ajayi and you don't you don't have another starting running back to go get. Jeremy Hill is probably out there on your waivers right now. I would,
1: but not this week. Baltimore's D is – Baltimore's delicious. defense, Baltimore's is defense. Is Oh, my really good. God. They're, but I again, mean, really it's the run. Oh, my but God. But Jeremy Hill
2: is the goal line back. So if they can get True. even close, Jeremy Hill's got potential for touchdowns this week just to literally stumble into the end zone like he's done his entire career. Whoops. Yeah, and I
0: and I think I think Jeremy I'm just is JJ, one I would yeah, roll with central. at the three and week one because he's the known hand. Um, but it's just a really tough matchup with yeah. three running backs fighting for touches, so it it's not ideal. But yeah, if if you're going to need somebody, Jeremy Hill yeah. might be in your waiver wires, and you could play him, I guess, Ashley. Uh, but you're not playing Andy Dalton and you're not playing the Cincinnati's defense. All right, let's move on to the afternoon games. We have the Indianapolis Colts, at the Los Angeles Rams. Brandon, this give us your is duo. actually
1: the game of the week. You guys, this okay. is Hello, what you have been waiting for. Scott Tolzien versus Jared Goff. You know it, you know it, you know it. All right. So here are my thoughts on this. This is going to be very, very quick. People have forgotten that Wade Phillips has taken over at the Los Angeles Rams for the defense against Scott Tulsa. I have nothing to say about the Indianapolis Colts today. I'm going to leave you with this is sad, and just know Andy, uh, Andrew Luck is out week one for sure. We don't know when he's coming back. We haven't gotten any sort of timeline. I am incredibly nervous, and the only person who's starting because you have to is T.Y. Hilton, and he is too good for this. That's what I'm going to say about that. I And by the way, do not start at, uh, Adam Vinatieri either. There is a very distinct possibility of a shutout here where he doesn't even get a chance to kick. Please do not do it uh, as far as the uh, Los Angeles Rams are concerned I think this is going to be a let's get a victory at home for Sean McVay game um, play it safe but you know impress a little bit I feel good about Todd Gurley I think you need to definitely start him um, uh, right now, it looks like uh, Robert Woods is listed against Cooper Cup for the first time on their depth chart, but that's because Cooper Cup was hurt and was held out of the last two preseason games. I wouldn't read too much into that. It's very clear that he's the preferred target on the team, but I just wanted to put that out there. So um, I would not start Cooper Cup this week. I think he's still coming off of injury. Other than that, though, I think they're going to play it pretty safe, you guys. So um, at the Indianapolis Colts defense is as bad as their offense with Without Andrew Luck, so if that says anything to you, yowza they are without their biggest playmakers. They could blow up, but unfortunately, we're not quite sure who it would be at this point. I'm okay with you starting Sammy Watkins, though. I do think he has a high floor in this game because of Indianapolis's defense being so bad. But again, that's it for this game, you guys. This—this this actually, I think—is the worst game of the week for sure. Shut up. Yeah, no, that- I think this is worse than B- B- Bill's Jets. I do. Scott told Z. Really? Yeah.
0: Um, you lose.
1: I All think right, at least we'll the put money Colts, on it. I think at least the Bills and the Jets are intriguing. All right, what
0: what are we betting here? We're gonna okay. put a dollar on total points in the game or total fantasy well, fantasy points. Like,
2: there's a difference
0: with starters. I we can't even do that because there's not enough starters. There's not enough starters for the Bills and Jets to compare to the Colts and and Buffalo. So we can't even do that. Who? I think it has to be yards and touchdowns. Total yards and touchdowns. Okay. A dollar. Okay.
2: Ooh, high roller. Game
0: on! <laughs> all right all right let's talk about the two worst teams in the nfl the seattle seahawks at the green bay packers oh come on uh, <laughs> <they're> terrible.
2: <laughs> terrible 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 oh. this will be the worst game Yeah, there will be oh. way less points scored oh. than this game oh before. yes this Coles is Rams. just like tolzine goff just, just, just like yeah yeah
1: exactly
2: well i'm playing almost everybody from the seahawks which really isn't surprising. I mean, Doug Baldwin has the absolute easiest matchup this week for wide receivers. I love Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin is always like that bottom of the top tier, but he's actually better than that. But that's where you got your ADP, so you're going to get some really nice value out of him this week. So I'm a huge fan of him. Paul Richardson. This guy is listed as the second wide receiver on the depth chart, which is hilarious because on our draft night, my father got into an argument with me about how Tyler Lockett is the wide receiver too. And I'm like, dad, why do you argue with me when I know that you just did your research right before this. Mm -hmm. But then he showed me a death chart from, I think it was, maybe it was ESPN, I'm not sure who had it. Retire Lockett was number two. And I'm like, no, dad, he is not. So we actually had to go to the Seahawks website where they actually have it listed. Paul Richardson as the number two wide receiver. Nobody wants to believe it. The huddle, that's right, the huddle had it. It's like, like Muhammad Sunu. Like people just will not digest. Nobody the wants to accept and believe it. But Paul Richardson is your wide receiver yeah. too on this team. He is an incredibly talented player, explosive, fast, playmaker. He just needs to stay healthy. But as of right now, for the most part, he is healthy. He was limited in the preseason due to a shoulder injury, but I think they're just being precautionary. you know, the cautionary. He should be okay. Tyler Lockett is listed with the second-team offense. I do think that he will see some play. But again, as I said, if you're going to take a flyer on one of them with a really nice matchup, it would be Paul Richardson because he is the big playmaker. Jimmy Graham, easy matchup. You're playing Jimmy Graham again, a top tight end. Russell Wilson, this is a no-brainer. You're playing him. And Seattle defense, this one's tricky because you're going up against the Packers, which, again, is a dynamite offense. But if you drafted the Seattle defense, you're playing the Seattle defense, especially week one, I would say, because otherwise you're going to have to drop someone to go pick up another defense. And as Just it is, cut your losses. You already knew it. Yeah. You probably are already having to play a little catch-up because we're down a game this week. So this is not the place where I think that you actually try to get a different team because you're going to have to get somebody else anyway, unless you don't have any Tampa Bay or Miami players. Maybe you're okay. But – they give the eighth-fewest points, the Packers do. But again, it's the Seattle D for the most part of their defense that you play. Where I'm concerned is the running back situation, which Ugh. is still dicey. Rawls was named the starter. I believe it was yesterday, I want to say. I tweeted that out. Um, and he is practicing in full. But Pete Carroll has been pretty noncommittal about whether or not Rawls will for sure play in week one. So that's concerning. He then said, Eddie Lacey is ready for a full load. So again, is Rawls actually going to play? He's questionable. I don't know. They're saying Eddie Lacey could be the guy, but in theory, they may go with whoever the hot hand is. And if that's the case, it probably more than likely will be Chris Carson's got the hotter hand than Eddie Lacey, who you probably didn't even draft because he was so far down the board. Woo! <laughs> I did so. it. In a
1: couple drafts as my last pick. My last pick, I was like, I don't like any running backs, but I do like Chris Carson. So I'll take. Him. I, you know, I mean,
2: I'm in. I deep like it too, but I think it's too it's too weird to play Chris Carson in a flex role even week one. I'm sorry, I think no, it's no, I agree. You can't do it week one. He'll make but someone a million
1: dollars in DFS, but you don't. start. DFS, you on. would
2: absolutely throw a diet and throw a dart <laughs> on on him for sure. But in in redraft leagues. I don't think in week one, you can't do it. You can't do it, but definitely check and see if Thomas Rawls will play since no one wants, wants to quite commit to it. But I do think it will be Rawls. If he plays, he'll get the bulk of the carries. CTO prosize is apparently a hundred percent healthy, which again, we have yet to really see in his career in the NFL when uh-huh. healthy. This is your pass catching back. So again, this is a guy that isn't going to necessarily be taking away the carries that you're thinking, uh, might lessen the Role for Rawls is not really his position, so he's someone that I guess if you're in a PPR league, you could throw a di- dart on again because it's probably pretty rare this guy is 100% healthy, so this is a good time to do that. I don't know,
0: Tevin Coleman on the Tennessee Titans. Same, <laughs> Same. <laughs> Tevin
1: Coleman.
0: <laughs> All right, how about Packers? Uh, Courtney's ultimate disrespect. Um, <laughs> I love Devin Coleman, and I love the Titans. It was just a, you know, just a moment. It was just, it was just a, a moment.
1: Week one moment. Week one, mid-season form, right there. That's right. Uh You know what? This is how I feel about this. Uh, everyone that you want to start, you should. Even though it's the Seattle Seahawks, I'm I'm not going to sit here and say. Um, that you need to bench uh, Aaron Rodgers. If you remember though, um, last year, uh, he had issues against Seattle. He's had issues against Seattle in the past, but usually it's when he's away. It's not usually at home. So I, I think that he'll be fine. I'm cool with Aaron Rodgers. I'm cool with Jordy Nelson. I'm cool with Devontae Adams. I'm even cool if you want to flex uh, Randall Cobb. I don't love it, but like I'm not at the end of my rope here. In terms of their uh, running back situation, it is Ty Montgomery. If he is healthy, it looks like he is. He is not on any injury report. Um, And then it's going to be Jamal Williams or maybe Aaron Jones. Um, Aaron Jones did have a little bit of a pop there at the end of preseason, but I still am a Jamal Williams believer. So, um, yeah, the only person I'm questionable about is Martellus Bennett, you guys, because they just don't need a tight end. It's not that I doubt Martellus Bennett and his talent. It's just they don't need it. It's like they have so many other targets. So that's the only one that I would, even though it's one of the better matchups against Seattle, is against a tight end. Uh, I'm not quite sure that I love that. But listen, the people that drafted Martellus Bennett, they drafted him to be a starter, so I guess you start him. Um, but I don't think every week you're going to be happy. That's really what I'm going to say about that.
0: You know who I benched Aaron Rodgers for this week? Oh, no way. Russell Wilson? No, Cam no, no. Newton. Yeah. Cammy no, Cam. No, Yes, um, no. yes. Cammy Cam. That's the next one we're talking about. The Carolina Panthers at the San Francisco 49ers. All right. It's glorious. I do love the Panthers, yeah. Uh, And it is a tough matchup for Aaron Rodgers, and I love Aaron Rodgers, and I drafted him. Obviously, I'm going to start him every other week, just maybe not the week he plays Seattle. That's it. I gave him one pass. pass. I drafted Cam Newton for trade bait. That's what I did. That's all I did. So I'm going to play him, show everybody how great he is this week again in San Francisco, and then somebody's going to give me something good. All right, so you're going to start. Cam Newton, Greg Olson, Calvin Benjamin, Christian McCaffrey, Mm -hmm. Jonathan Stewart. Yes, you are. And the Carolinas defense. You know why? Because they're playing against San Francisco. San Francisco gives it the absolute most fantasy points to running backs. Jonathan Stewart is going to get legit fantasy points this week, you guys. It is not a Christian McCaffrey one-man show here in Carolina. It's a total team effort. And all of these guys are going to be top fantasy production players this week. I'm in love with them. I'm playing any of them if I own if I own any of them I'm playing all of them. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? So this is going to be a fabulous week for all of them. Your sleepers are Devin Funchess um, and Graham Gano. I guess um, maybe because they're probably not going to get any field goals because why would they need them? Um, but I have nobody on the bench. All right, let's move on to San Francisco 49ers. Do I have any starters? Do I have any starters? Okay, okay. Carlos Hyde, we have him ranked number 15, so therefore you are playing him. As long as Hyde is starting the game, you are starting him. Carolina's defense is pretty good against the run, but I think Hyde will be able to get you enough fantasy points to keep you happy. Don't forget he had three receiving touchdowns last year in just his 13 games, so it is possible, and I think he will, Get a receiving touchdown against the Carolina Panthers. You heard me. Like that line, Brandon? Oh, you heard me.
1: You heard me. You
0: yeah. heard me. Yeah. <laughs> Pierre Garçon, we have him ranked number 29th. He's the only receiver we have for San Francisco ranked. But the Carolina defense is not good when it comes to the pass, at least not as good. Pierre had over a 1,000 yards last year, but just three touchdowns. I think that sat line in particular will go up with his new team. It's a shame that Hoyer is the quarterback, and there aren't any other targets for this team other than Pierre Garçon, at least not yet. This will be a good game to find that diamond in the rough for the 49ers, and my guess it will be Marquise Goodwin. He has been one of Hoyer's favorite targets this preseason. Goodwin is – only owned in 5% of leagues so he will be available when he when he has some really nice matchups especially in weeks 5 to 8 they have nice matchups the backup running back is Kyle
1: Cutchak i think
0: uh-huh that that was it. Brandon said it very you softly because she's, she's not she's not one hundred percent sure either. Nope, but you're I'm not, not. going to start him. You're not starting <laughs> Brian Hoyer. You're not starting anybody else. They have a tight end tight end named George
1: Kittle. 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 I love the Kittle.
0: George Kittle. Okay. Yeah. He barely made rankings. Uh, And the 49ers defense barely made rankings. Why? Because it's the Panthers we're talking about. All right. Let's move on to the Sunday night game. We have the New York Giants, the Dallas Cowboys.
1: I am so done talking about um, the Ben McAdoo offense somehow taking flight at some point. Let me tell you something. Eli Manning in the third preseason game went 7 for 14 for 121 yards and an interception. If yes. that isn't classic Eli Manning, yes. I don't know what is. Of course, half of the pass is completed, just Take over 100 yards, and can't get in the end zone because he throws a pick. Mm-hmm. I love it. Way to go, Eli Manning. I think the only person on this team, uh, obviously, start Oda Beckham Jr. He's the, the glue holding everything together, which is why he wants to get paid. And by the way, I'm really sick of people complaining about players that want to get paid who are actually really good at football. Yeah. Like, yeah. what is wrong with you?
0: If what? Matthew Stafford gets a $50 million bonus for signing,
2: OBJ should be able to get paid. I Pay the man. The Odell
1: Beckham Jr. is by far the best football player on this team. Mm. They have some good defensive players. That's a lie. The, the, their defense is delicious. I will say that the OBJ thing- is one of the craziest
0: athletes in all I, of
1: sports. I agree. I mean, I he's a, he is
0: quite a creature of man
1: they have that on the defensive side of the ball too <laughs> and i understand that argument but when we're talking about market value Oda beckham jr is on the offense he is flashy and he is someone that they need on their offense and i'm sorry he's just he is holding eli manning together and there's no way getting around it uh we're not quite sure what this running back situation is in fact there's talk about maybe shane vereen getting the most touches I am checking out if you have oh, no any other it. options. Uh, I just don't. And I know that Dallas's defense is weak and I don't care. I, I just have no idea what's going on there. I do not trust Paul Perkins at all. When they're talking about how great Orleans Darkwa is, I'm just, I'm out. I am out. I am out. I am out. And I don't understand why other people are okay with this. Um, I will say this I, I do not believe that Brandon Marshall is going to pop this particular week against Dallas but I I I'm okay with you using him in and out of your flex. I will say that actually again I brought him up a couple weeks ago and and again and again last week the one that's impressed me the most and proving me wrong is Evan Engram. He's yep. a he's a rookie tight end. I normally don't like that. I also he has some pass blocking issues, but he's kind of overcome that. He's been very good. He's probably the only person that I'm in this that's in the sleeper category for me. Uh, I would rather play him over Sterling Shepherd at this point. Frankly, I think he's getting more touches. He's getting more trust. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think the Giants are kind of a lost cause, except for their amazing defense and Odell Beckham. So you do you.
2: All right, Cowboys, Ashley. So as Brian said, the Giants have a really good defense, but there's something about these divisional games that just they kind of supersede the hard the hard divi- the hard map defense, right? So. True. Des Bryant sixth hardest matchup this week i'm not super concerned it's des bryant again you drafted this stud you're playing this stud regardless of matchup des is in your starting lineup ezekiel elliott we're going to go through the bullet points here but we could do a whole show about the ezekiel elliott situation which we're not going to do we don't have the time for it so ezekiel elliott yes he is still suspended but is he going to play week one yes the nfl arbitrator harold henderson which i just love this name because it reminded me of uh the movie with Bigfoot? Harry and the Hendersons? I don't Harry know why. Harry and the
1: Hendersons, yes. Yeah, I was like
2: Harold Henderson, Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, I don't know why there's a wordplay nice like the word spin-off. play there. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Mm. he upheld <laughs> Elliot's six game ban. So he upheld that uh, after Elliot's appeal process that this all came to fruition Tuesday night. I couldn't but believe because, that. Because the appeal was not settled by 4 p.m., this was the big holdup here, that is the reason Elliot is able to play on Sunday night. Now. That's not to say that he's guaranteed week two to be able to play. So, again, you're going to have to be on Ze- you know, Ezekiel Elliott watch to see what's going on here uh, in terms of with the lawsuit and such. So, again, as far as you're concerned this week, he is playing. So, if you drafted him, play him. You are playing Ezekiel Elliott. Now, Dak Prescott has the second hardest matchup, but you know what? I don't really care. I love Dak Prescott this year. And mm-hmm. I don't understand why he was rated solo, sixth highest scoring wide res- excuse me, quarterback last year. I like him. Play Dak. If you got him, play him. I like him. Dan Bailey is a given every single week. The kicker play Dan Bailey. Sleepers. You can maybe throw Cole Beasley or Terrence Williams in there, but it is such a hard matchup. I don't think this is the week that you put him. I think you need to wait and see how that mix is going to play out, and especially with Ezekiel Elliott. I think this might be a bit of an Ezekiel Elliott show because he is going to be playing. But I don't think we're going to see as much from the guy, the likes of Cole Beasley and Terrence Williams. I don't think this is the week for that. But Jason Witten, again, if you were somebody that has a, a tight end that was out – Courtney hates Jason Witten. I also don't love Jason Witten. But there seemed to be a little bit of chemistry between Jason Witten and Dak Prescott this preseason, which was really interesting to me. So if you need to go pick somebody up that could potentially have a decent week, Jason Witten could be that guy. I think I would still prefer Charles Clay out of the two of them. But in terms of people that are out there potentially, as a free agent you could get, Jason Witten is potentially out there. And then just a quick note, Rico Gathers, my favorite guy that sounds like he... Is a performer. Um, he's placed on <laughs> IR. I'm going to word that differently than last time because last time was inappropriate how I worded it. But Rico Gathers. Uh, he's put on IR because of the concussion. So, what do you
1: want me to say? I like it. An XX I think XX he performer. sounds like a performer. <laughs> <laughs> X, I don't know why.
2: <laughs> anyway. Um, he can't resume play for at least six weeks. So for anybody that threw a dart out there, don't can't do it with your boy Rico. He's out.
0: All right. Well, Monday night, you won't be watching your triple X videos with Rico Gathers. You'll be
2: watching the <laughs> New Orleans Saints and Minnesota Vikings. Is it just me? Rico Gathers? Or he sounds like he was in uh Napoleon Dynamite. Is if he was like a character in that. I don't know. Those are I two Rico. very
1: different kinds of performances. Right,
2: right, right. Are they? But, are, are they, they? Well, it depends, depends on the depends your on, on the theme yes depends yeah. on the theme brandon depends on the wow theme. I love they always it. have it they I'm always learning
1: so much about my blood relative right now
2: yeah 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 it's been a while but you know all right new orleans <laughs> and minnesota vikings <laughs> so <laughs> i'm i'm intrigued by this one well not you know you can't <laughs> <laughs> so, not that but <laughs> sex, sex, sex. anyway <laughs> pull it together gotta talk about drew breeze <laughs> you play drew breeze that's a given right although i will say drew breeze is historically not as great on the road as he is um at home um so mm-hmm. something to think about. But again, you're still going to play Drew Brees because you drafted him. Michael Thomas, tough matchup, fourth hardest, but you're still playing Michael Thomas. Mark Ingram, I like him, but I think this is the week of Adrian Peterson. Why? Because he's playing the Vikings, and he has gone on to say he wants to stick it to the Vikings. And I Agreed. think that they will give him any opportunity. I don't want this to scare you if you are Mark Ingram owner. This is purely a stick it to the Vikings week to give it, let Adrian Peterson kind of, you know... Dig a little bit in there. I think if there's anything close to the goal line, AP will get that look versus Mark Ingram this week because, again, he's playing the Vikings. Uh, He will play a role. Mark Ingram will still be the ground-and-pound back. Mark Ingram will still have a role in this game. But anything in the red zone, the opportunity, I think they'll be more than likely to give it to Adrian Peterson. So this makes me a little bit nervous about how we're going to project Adrian Peterson and Mark Ingram come week two. But for this week, there's a lot of opportunity here for AP. Will Lutz, I love Will Lutz. And this is going to be a tough matchup because the Minnesota Vikings are a very good defensive team. So there is opportunity that Will Lutz is going to have an opportunity for a lot of kicks. So I like him as well. Uh, my sleepers, Ted Ken Jr. Again, he's a wide receiver too, so he certainly is an option. Uh, Kobe Fleener, I don't, I never love Kobe Fleener, but you know what? He almost fell into the top 10 last year. He has the best matchup out of everybody on this team because, again, the Vikings are incredibly difficult. Um, so he's got a middle-of-the-pack matchup. I don't necessarily know if he's going to have a huge game. But for the fact that Willie Sneed is suspended three games and he's not playing, Kobe – I'm sorry, excuse me. Yeah, Kobe Fleener – could be somebody that takes a little bit, some of those slot possessions that would have gone to Willie Sneed prior to that. So there is a chance that in these next three weeks that Kobe Fleener could potentially establish a little bit more of a role for himself and he would have had Willie Sneed not been suspended. So just a little something to think about Alvin Kamara. This is not the week to take, put him in and he's not, this is not the flyer week for him. Cause again, anything close will go to AP on this. All right. Vikings Ash. So Kyle Rudolph, you drafted him. You're playing him. And again, 15th easiest against the Saints. So I love that. Delvin Cooks has got a fantastic schedule, second easiest actually for that. You're playing him again. He's going to be great. Minnesota defense, you are playing them. Yes, it's against Drew Brees, but that is that is okay. This is a defense that is playmakers. They're going to be able to make up enough plays to counteract the scoring that the Saints will do. Um Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs. It is a good schedule for the wide receivers on this team. I actually prefer Thielen over Diggs in general, mm. um, but more than likely you drafted Diggs higher than Thielen. So you probably will need to play him, but I just think that Thielen's got a little better chemistry with Sam Bradford. So that's who I would choose out of the two of them. But these are more like flex. You're going to be playing these guys in your flex, not necessarily your wide receiver too. So you, both of them have a good opportunity this week. All right.
0: Los Angeles Chargers, the Denver Broncos. It will never sound
1: right. It will never sound right. Stop it. Um, Okay. Well, it's the, during the first eight games of the season, so Phillip Rivers is always startable. Uh, starting week nine, you're going to have to bench him, so then you'll probably go to Russell Wilson. But I'm just telling you, right now, you can start Philip Rivers. Um, Melvin Gordon is fantastic, and I think actually has a chance of being the top rusher this year. I think he's just an incredible athlete, so you got to stay on that. Um, in terms of the wide receiver situation, it's kind of full until someone gets hurt, sadly. Um, Mm -hmm. Keenan Allen is there, he is healthy. Tyrell Williams, uh, now he did sit out the third preseason game due to a groin injury. Uh, Supposedly he's gonna be back by week one, but you do need to keep an eye on that. And Mike Williams, they took off of the pup list, they activated him after a back injury. A lot of people thought that he'd be out for the entire season, that it would be kind of a Kevin White situation. Ends up not the case, Um, he could play. Pretty soon, keep an eye out there. This is very intriguing because all of these wide receivers have a ton of talent, we're just not quite sure what their target share is gonna look like. This is intriguing or could be terrifying. By the way, guys, this could be bad if you took one of them too high. So um, pay attention. It's good stuff. And uh, Antonio Gates is going to get the respect nod at the starting position. But everyone's been discussing, including Antonio Gates, that it is Hunter Henry's job, that he's going to be the lead guy. It's going to be Gates just basically getting his record and piecing out. And by the way, I'm here for that. I, I want him to get the record and I want him to peace out and do his life. You do you, uh, which speaking of another person that pieced out was Anquan Bolden. He did a PSA today about, you know, all of the work he's going to be doing. So these guys' lives aren't over. I'm happy for them and I'm happy for Antonio Gates. And that's that's kind of what i want to leave on It's just, Way to go. Uh, I wouldn't start the Chargers defense, even though they are good at getting interceptions. They have great corners, and they are playing against Trevor Simeon. But I think C.J. Anderson's going to feast. So we'll get to that next, I guess.
2: Nice. Ashley? Yes, I also think C.J. Anderson is going to feast. It's a great matchup for him. <laughs> and... He's healthy, and so I think they're really going to use him. Yes, there's Jamal Charles, who I have as a potential sleeper. We'll get to him in a second because Courtney was all hot and bothered before we got on this podcast about some local news that she had heard. Mm. Um, But in terms of all the other starters, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, despite it's not the easiest schedule, you are playing them. These are two top 20 wide receivers the last two years. You are going to play them every single week. Um, In terms of Demarius Thomas, he did have a groin injury that he was – missed part of preseason for. I think it's more precautionary, but do check your injury report to make sure that he is actually going to play. I think he will play. If he's playing, you play him. Uh, And hopefully he's going to have a better year. I think they're going to have a bit more of a game script that plays a bit more to his strengths than has the last few years. So... Um, I think we're going to maybe see a little bit more Demarius Thomas of old, as long as he can stay healthy, which also benefits Emmanuel Sanders. So this is not going to be a bad thing for Emmanuel Sanders. This is a good thing. I think you're going to see them both well into the top 20 receivers again this year, and I feel good about that. C.J. Anderson, again, as we said, he's going to feast. You are absolutely starting him. Denver defense, Phillip Rivers throws interceptions. Mm
1: -hmm. This defense Mm -hmm. is
2: sick. It has been sick for years now. You are absolutely playing them, especially if you drafted them as high as their ADP was going. You are playing them, especially against a turnover happy team like the Chargers. Now, with Jamal Charles, Courtney's hearing a little chatter that they may not, they may cut him so they don't have to pay him because they picked up Jonathan Williams from the Bills, who they are paying, I believe, 500 $515,000 on the practice squad, which is a pretty hefty salary on the practice squad. Now, I had heard rumors this might be the end of Devontae Booker, but Courtney's hearing some chatter. It might be Jamal Charles due to the payout. I don't know. Stay tuned. Check the news. Do not just set your lineup and then not look at it for Sunday. Please, please check the news. Again, it could just be local chatter. This is what happens during preseason. People just like to chat, but... Be on the lookout. Brandon McManus. Anytime McManus is at home in high altitude, he is definitely a possibility, especially because I think this is going to be a pretty high-scoring game. Um, He's an option. Virgil Green. I don't love Virgil Green. The guy doesn't get targeted enough for you to even remotely start him. There's better options out there for you.
0: Better options, Ashley. That's right. Mm-mm. All right, you guys. That's our show. Remember, there is no Tampa Bay or Miami game, so get Oof. them out of your lineups. It's Mm-mm. like we're in a bye week already. Dunzo, get them out. Should I even think about that? It means Doug Martin's gonna be suspended yet another game.
1: Oh yeah. Well, it messes everything it up. Count. Mm-hmm. 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 Really and by the way, uh, again we hope you stay safe if you are in harm's way just really scary stuff happening lately hmm.
2: Whether Yes, everywhere right now
1: yes stay safe do what you're supposed to do
0: listen to your people and may everybody be okay through these hurricanes that are happening um, thanks again to our sponsors pristineauction.com and playdraft.com um, Go up there and play a draft this week, guys. You can do it now. And, again, plenty of fun things to buy. What did we say you could get for a dollar? Chris Hogan signed something. Football. amazing. Football. Football. Get it now before he catches a touchdown and runs for – or catches 85 yards. Is that – no? Receiving yards, yeah. Probably yes. not. Receiving yes. yards, yeah. Maybe not. Probably not. Uh, make sure you hop over to herfansfootball.com. To check out our rankings before setting your lineup so you do it appropriately. And other than that, it's week one. Woo! 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 Until Let's next time. No more faking it.